Welcome to The Light of the World, and this is Jerry G. Martin. There are believers all over the city joining in a time of fasting and prayer. That's why this week we're bringing you messages from Pastor Jackie Martin on prayer. It was Jesus' disciples who asked him to teach them about prayer. Pastor Jackie is going to be teaching us from that model prayer in Matthew chapter 6 some important principles that we can learn as we want to enter into an effective prayer life when we come before the Lord. Prayer is powerful. Prayer changes things. Prayer moves the heart of God. As you listen to each message this week, you will see how this message progresses from praying to God to praising God for all that he has done. Get your Bibles, get something to write with, and listen in today as we continue to walk in the light of God's Word. I have a question for those that when they pray in public and they tend to like to put on a show, do you pray in public? Why God never hears from you in private. You just pray in public for everybody else to see? But you never spend quality time in private with God. See, the word of God tells us to go into your private room, shut the door, and pray unto the Father. What is it talking about? All of us have houses. All of us have places, maybe in your office or something. We have a place that we can steal away to that we can talk to the Father. Maybe you haven't designated a room in your house, but there is some place in your house what the Lord is saying, go and find a place where you can shut the door. When you shut the door, you're closing down all distractions. You're closing down every interference from anybody coming into the room, distracting you while you're praying. And then you say, pray to the Father God. He says, but when you pray, don't be like the Gentiles. Don't do it babbling with meaningless prayers of repetition. Don't just be uttering chants, thinking that God hears you because of your many words. You know, they got this thing going on now where people got this little chant. They think they're praying unto God. The word of God said, don't do it. He said. But when you pray, he said, just pray unto the Lord from a serious sin place. See, sometimes people are praying and they're using all of these big theological words. And then the average person said, well, you know, I can't pray like that. Don't call upon me to pray, Pastor, because I don't know how to go to the throne room like that. All I know how to do is talk to the Lord. Listen, you don't have to use fancy words when you're coming to pray to God. You just begin to communicate what's on your heart. Just begin to talk to him. Jesus said to us, he says, whenever you pray, what he was saying that he is going to assume and the assumption is that you are praying. So if you're part of the body of Christ, you're part of the family of God, he is assuming that you are praying. So as I look at the text, Jesus give his disciples instructions on 
how to pray. So how then should we pray? Now he gives them instructions, but I want you to understand as we go through the text, he's not just giving them a prayer to repeat, but he's kind of giving them a template to follow. So in other words, you don't just have to repeat the Lord's prayer all the time, but it is a, it's a template that we can follow. So when he opens up in prayer, the first thing he says is our father. It is a reminder of, to us as believers to address him as father. It is a reminder to us that he is our heavenly father. He is our daddy that we can run to, that we can call upon his name. He is the heavenly God that we can go to. He is our father who is perfect in all of his ways. He is the ultimate definition of what a true father is. So when you say our father, that means you are part of the family of God. Let us notice it says our father. What does that indicate? It indicates that we're not the only child. In the family of God. He has sons and he has daughters in the kingdom of God. So we say our father. And the uh, King James uh, Version may say Abba, father. But it's our father. Then it says our father. He didn't stop there. He indicated his destination in heaven. So the Father God that we pray to is in heaven. It reminds us that heaven overrules earth. But he is not distant from us. God is always present with us. Even though he is in heaven, when we call upon him, we understand where he lives. But the Bible says that he is omnipresent, that he's everywhere at all times. So we, it indicates to us that God is with us. So what should we ask our Heavenly Father? So first we must pray that his name would be honored as holy. When the scripture talks about his name, it is referring to God's character. It says, hallow be your name. So when we hallow his name, what we're doing, we're asking God to let his name be worshipped, exalted, and honored, and adored in the earth as it is in heaven. Isaiah said this, that in heaven, tell you what's going on in heaven. He says, heaven, the angelic beings are crying out, holy holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. See, in heaven they are crying out day and night. They are not ceasing to call him holy, holy, the Lord God Almighty who was and is to come. So they recognize him in heaven. 
I like what in the book of Revelation chapter 5 verse 13 says, To him who sits on the throne, to the Lamb, be blessed, honored, and glory, honored and glory, and might forever. Amen. So, because they are worship him in heaven, we need to get the same kind of atmosphere here right here in the earth. So we're asking God to let his name be worshipped in the earth. We're asking God to move so that the, to act in this world that people will worship and treasure him above everything else. So when you come into his presence, you better recognize who he is. That's why when we enter into prayer, we honor him by saying holy. We say holy is the Lamb of God. We offer our praises and we call him holy. We say that it's holy. Now we got to treat him holy. He is in a class all by himself. See, there is no one that is like our God. There is no one is holy like him. He is the creator of all the universe. And he's the only one that deserves praises, glory, and honor. See, we've been praising the pigskin at the football game. We've been cheerleading for all kinds of things, but what he desires for us is to praise and worship him in the earth. And so when we praise and worship God in the earth, we make his name great. And when the earth sees us worshiping him, they understand and know there is a God. So in the phrase, in the prayer, it says, your kingdom come. For the believer, for the Christians, that is our pledge allegiance to the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. To God's rule over his creation. See, if you ever needed to know the purposes of God in your life, you got to be committed to God's kingdom agenda. You got to be committed to his agenda first. So, but when you go and you begin to pray, if you are part of God's kingdom, you are a kingdom citizen, we can pray to him and say, God, what is your will? What is your purpose for my life? Because as a believer, we have to march to the tune of God's marching orders. And then when we pray, you'll say, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We are following God's agenda. We want heaven to be done in earth. In other words, we want heaven to come to earth. We want God's will to be done. What is God's will, you ask? God, whatever God wants, when he wants it, where he wants it, and how he wants it. It's whatever God wants. And so when we pray, we say, God, not my will, but let your will be done. 
Because see, a lot of times when we're praying, we're saying, God, I want you to do this. I want you to do that. I want you to move for me. Pull that mountain down. Oh, God, break that stronghold in my life. But God might let it be for temporary. But God might say, it ain't my will for the mountains to come down for you right now. It's not my will for you to be just that stronghold to lead you right now. You might need to still let it stay there for a minute so you can understand how much you need me. You can understand that you're helpless without me. And so we got to pray that God's will be done, that his kingdom comes to earth. Amen. See, in earth, there's so many things that are wicked and things that are going on. When we pray and bump out of heaven, we say, God, let your kingdom come to earth. In other words, God, come and transform all of this mess, transform all of this stuff, this evil that's going on in the earth. Let your will be done in earth as it is in heaven. See, if we're part of God's family, we got to follow his rule. We got to follow God's leadership. We can't just do our own thing in the kingdom. I, I, I know that you've been doing your own thing, but you ain't supposed to be doing your own thing. You've been doing it my way. You've been saying, can I have it my way? But God said, no, let it be my way. Not your way. My will be done. Thank you once again for listening to The Light of the World. You've heard Pastor Jackie Martin teach a dynamic message. There may be some of you who feel like you do not have an effective prayer life. I want you to know Jesus Christ laid out a model for you to follow in Matthew chapter 6 where you can just come before God and bring your request to him and visit with him and commune with him, conversate with him, not only talking to him, but listening to him, and you can get your prayer through to God, and he's able to hear your prayer and move on your behalf. If you would like to listen to today's message again in its entirety, you can do so by going to our podcast. It's at the Light of the World daily with jerry g martin again that's the light of the world daily with jerry g martin you can listen to today's message or any previous messages that have aired on this broadcast you can also go to our website at lowcf.org again that's lowcf.org and let me invite you to be our guest at the light of the world christian fellowship church we are meeting each Sunday at 10 a.m. at 16161 Old Umber Road. God is moving in a powerful way, reaching the lost, the unchurched, people that don't know him. God is moving, he's healing, and he's delivering those who need deliverance. Come and be our guest each Sunday morning. Let me remind you of our Beacon Bookstore right here on our campus. If you need church supplies, communion supplies, offering envelopes, Bibles, books, or any resources, call the Beacon at 281-441-2885. Now for the light of the world, this is Jerry G. Martin saying, may the Lord our God richly bless you and we'll be with you again next time.